Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Adam Hawkins. Each episode, I share a small batch of software engineering theory and best practices. If you enjoy this podcast, then please subscribe and share it with your friends and colleagues. Hello again, Adam here to serve up the next episode of Small Batches in the 12.1 Factor App series. This episode covers the DevProd parity factor. Let's dive in. The original 12-factor app guidelines state that applications should use the same versions of backing services in development and in production. Recall that a quote, backing service is any service the app consumes over the network. Examples include data stores like MySQL, Redis, and external APIs like Amazon S3. The original 12-factor app guidelines for the dev prod and backing services factors mostly focus on data stores. This opens the dev prod factor to interpretation regarding external APIs, which leads to wildly different outcomes depending on the interpretation. If you take the original guidelines at face value, then your development environment will make network calls to the same versions of backing services. That assumes that all backing services are in fact running and accessible. This is problematic for multiple reasons. Consider a distributed system. Is it possible, ignoring whatever effort that it requires, to run all services in a single development environment? If so, does your hardware have the necessary compute resources to support it? If not, then what's the solution and how much dev prod parity is there as a result? Consider a third-party API like Twitter. Is the development environment going to make real tweets? If so, to which Twitter account? Does each development environment need a separate Twitter account? If so, does that change the utility of the development environment? These examples show the added complexity in assuming that all backing services are available in the development environment. In the best case, it's functional but fragile. In the worst case, it creates a mess of dependencies and saddles the team with toil. In my view, these outcomes come from the assumption that development environments should be fully integrated environments masquerading under the banner of DevProd parity. The 12.1 Factor app takes a different approach. The 12.1 Factor app strives for DevProd parity where practical and eschews it when not. This requires differentiating between bounded and unbounded contexts. A typical service uses a data store and interacts with external services. In this case, the data store is within the bounded context. It's assumed that service consumers will access the data via an API instead of accessing the data store directly because doing so violates the bounded context. In this case, achieving DevProd parity is practical and certainly useful. The service must be developed and tested against the same version used in production. Tools like Docker make it trivial easy to do so, so there's no good argument to be made against it. This typical service also interacts with external services. These are outside the bounded context because the service has no control over them, but is still dependent on them. The 12.1 factor app eschews DevProd parity for these kind of backing services. These backing services should not be used in development or test. They should be replaced with mocks and test and fakes in development. Mocks enable unit tests of interactions at the boundary. Fakes in development promote isolated environments and support simulating behaviors which may not be possible using real services. Combining these two practices works well with a single service and scales up to multiple services. The 12.1 factor approach prefers locality over fully integrated environments. Doing so promotes fast and independent iterations on discrete services using automated tests to verify correctness. End-to-end -end issues which may have previously been identified with a fully integrated environment with DevProd parity should be pushed downstream in the deployment pipeline in accordance with test pyramid principles. 
If a regression is identified, then it may be quickly addressed by adding tests to the relevant services test suite. These recommendations build on a substantial amount of prior knowledge, like bounded context from the domain-driven design, the five ideals from the Unicorn Project, the role of team autonomy as discussed in team topologies, the hexagonal architecture used to swap between mocks, fakes, and real versions of external services, and the idea of growing production-ready software guided by tests. Check the show notes for links on these topics. I hope this episode has given you some food for thought on the goal of dev prod parity and its effects across the software development process. That's all for this one. Good luck out there and happy shipping. Want to learn more about DevOps but don't have time for books? Then sign up for my free email course at freedevopscourse.com. The course details the three ways in depth, along with continuous delivery, trunk based development, and much more over the course of nine days. Sign up now at freedevopscourse.com.